you're listening to mom wife and boss life where we have unfiltered conversations i am your host yolanda villa today we're talking with julie reynolds author of the warrior backpack a children's book to teach kids on how to cope with anxiety anxiety hi julie how are you i'm doing great how are you yolanda Good. Um, so tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into publishing this book. And I believe your daughters also did the illustrations. They did. Yes. So a little bit about me is I am a licensed professional counselor, school counselor by trade. I've been in the um, school systems for about 15 years uh-huh. and um, got into this online space, online business, online marketing um, for the last eight years or so. And it's funny, I like to say that TikTok made me do it. I started posting a ton of anxiety tips over on TikTok. And everybody, obviously, you know, anxiety is a very common problem that people face. And it's something that, you know, is one of my specialties. And so I started doing all these videos on TikTok about anxiety and have done very well on TikTok helping people, which is amazing. And then I saw this um, TikTok about how easy it is to write kids' books on Amazon. I was like, (laughs) I want to write a kid's book on anxiety or, you know, a kid's book. I can do anxiety and I can do, you know, I was a school counselor, licensed professional counselor. So I was like, I'm going to write a kid's book. And so it's a joke that TikTok made me do it. Um, And then what ended up happening is I needed an illustrator. My daughter, one of my girlfriends had done something similar and her niece had done the illustrations. And I was telling my daughter who was 10 at the time, she's now 11. And she was like, well, mom, I want to be your illustrator. And I was like, you do? And she was like, I do. And I was like, okay, well, this is like a really big task. And she, I think she crushed it. She blew it out of the I love that. (laughs) She did so well. And then my youngest daughter, who's nine, what she did is she's like hidden little pictures that you have to find throughout the book inside of the, um, inside of them, because she doesn't quite have the stamina yet to illustrate an entire, (laughs) it's a little bit of a family affair. (laughs) Yeah, that is so cool. So tell me, I know a lot of kids, uh, well, adults, everybody, you know, suffers from anxiety. And I think it's a very important thing to learn how to cope with it at such a young age. It is, unfortunately, and especially in these times right now, I know like mental health is definitely at an all-time high, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, where people are, you know, struggling with anxiety, depression, you know, you name it and everything. And so it's it's de- definitely something that's near and dear to my heart and, you know, something that I am passionate about trying to help other kids, especially, you know, learn ways to cope with it. What are some signs that the, you know, parents can see and, you know, to decide, you know, hey, you know, how to help my child? Totally. And that's the thing is it's not a one size fits all with anxiety, right? Like we, you know, what we display as anxiety might be something totally different than your child may display. And it's could be a new, a child will display it totally different. You know, everybody is so unique and different. And so what I always tell parents is, you know, your kids the best, right? Like nobody else knows their kids. Like, like us parents do or moms do, you know? And so if you're starting to see some behavioral changes, if you're starting to see maybe some frustration, some anger, um, some crying, temper tantrums, one of the things that I would see a lot in the schools with kids is a lot of times they're like playing with their hair and they're fidgeting with their hair a lot um, to the point where like they're pulling out some of their hair and getting a little bit of bald spots. Or you see that they're just 
they're just anxious. They're just nervous. Their, their demeanor has changed. Their personality has changed. Or maybe this is kind of all of the way that they've always been. And you're like, oh, does this sound like it's different signs of anxiety, you know? And so unfortunately everybody displays it a little bit differently, but those are the typical signs. Typical signs. Say to, let's say a concerned parent, how do I help my child at home? Sure. Absolutely. Well, the first thing that I always recommend is obviously speaking with your pediatrician. If you do have, you know, concerns about anxiety, seeking that professional help. So if you're noticing that your kid is, you know, refusing to do things and it's getting worse, it's like one of those things, if you keep dusting it under the rug, it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That dust mite keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's kind of the same thing with anxiety. If we don't deal with it, it might start off as something little, like I've helped kids with, you know, they've gotten stung by a bee and they're a little bit anxious to get stung by a bee again. And then it turns into, I don't want to go outside. Then it turns into, I don't want to go to school. Then it turns into, I don't want to go to soccer practice. And so it gets to be this bigger and bigger thing. And so as a parent, I think it's really important to help deal with the anxiety head on and and catch it as as quickly as you can. And this is going to sound really mean, but as a <laughs> one of the the best things you can do for your kid is to actually help them go through whatever it is that's causing them anxiety. And so I use this example a lot. One of the times we, um, me as a mom, we were out at a restaurant and we were ordering food. It was like a cafe style. So you had to order mm-hmm. up at the front. And I didn't even notice. I mean, this is the thing. There was a television, you know, at the front while you were checking out and I'm ordering the food and there was something scary on the commercial. And I have, I don't even know to this day what it was, but then it came out where my daughter didn't want to go out to dinner the next week. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, why don't you want to go out to dinner? And she had associated a really negative association to dinner and television and scary things on the television. And once I started to realize that, I mean, it sounds really mean, but I was like, no, no, we are going out to dinner. I will make sure that you feel as comfortable as you possibly can. And so I would ask, you know, the hostess, you know, can we please sit away from any televisions? And if that wasn't an, you know, if that wasn't an option, I would face her, you know, so she wasn't facing the television and doing whatever it could to make her feel as comfortable as she can. But we were definitely conquering that head on. And so, you know, sometimes it seems really easy to go and lay in bed with our, with our kids. If they're like, mommy, I'm scared, come and lay with me. And it's like, okay, I'll come and lay with you. And then we lay there and then we fall asleep. And then the next night it's the same thing. And then the next Mm -hmm. night it's the same thing. And it's really about teaching our kids the coping strategies, not necessarily, and it's hard as a mom, I get it, not necessarily, you know, fixing the problem for them, but actually tackling the problem head on. I love that you say that because I think sometimes we do, we just want to soothe our children and not, you know, we should be teaching them how to self-soothe themselves, how to manage that. At what age for those, for, for kids do you recommend, you know, your book for? It's funny. It's written probably from like a four to a 10 year old, five to a 10 year old. It's, um, it's about a little boy. His name is Alex and he is nervous to go to school. And throughout the day he pulls out, um, 
some imaginary tools that he can use throughout the day to help himself soothe. So while the book is written for a four to a 10 year old, it's, I have moms that text me and they're like, oh my God, I'm using this strategy right now. My anxiety is through the roof, you know? (laughs) So it's strategies that you and I could use, but it is written in that, you know, anybody in in an elementary setting could definitely apply. (laughs) Um, I'm going to ask because you have experience, you know, with anxiety, adults and children, us as parents put our anxiety in the forefront and also put that on our kids. Do you have any tips on how not, how to cope with your own anxiety so you don't put that on, on the kids? I mean, you're absolutely right. Sometimes the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And if you have anxious parents, a lot of times you have anxious children. And that's just the reality because our kids are so observant to everything about us, right? And so one of the things is, you know, understanding that you have anxiety and you got to use those same strategies that I was just talking about, facing it head on, dealing with it, coping with it. But it's also a really good teaching lesson for your child that, you know, I too struggle with this. And these are the things that I'm doing. And maybe we can do it together so that we've got these tools in our, you know, tools in our tool shed, so to speak, uh, that we can pull out. And that's, you know, that's kind of what the book is about is, is teaching these strategies, but you're teaching it at a time when things are calm, when kids aren't feeling anxious, when you're not feeling anxious, so that when it becomes, when you become anxiety ridden, you've got those strategies that are easy to pull out because it becomes like second nature to do so, right? Versus like, oh my God, I'm having a panic attack right now. What do I do? What do I do? It's like, oh, okay, we've been practicing X, Y, and Z. Now's a great time to use that strategy. And so I think it's really, it's, it's important for parents to model and to share, you know, let their kids know they're not alone in this. Like this is something that they struggle with as well. And that together we're going to be able to work through it, you know, as a family or as, you know, with each other. <laughs> and it's something that I'm trying to teach my 15 year old boy. Uh, Cause he sometimes high school gets overwhelming. And then with everything currently going on, you know, it gets overwhelming. So I personally, you know, I used to suffer from anxiety, panic attacks. And one thing that helped me tremendously was writing it down. You know, it would just take my mind off things. And so I try to tell him to write, but to him, it seems like a chore. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want to do it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out ways that I can help him cope. He's just not having it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's the reality is that each, what works for you might not work for him. Right. And so that's why even in the book or, you know, even on my TikToks or whatever it is, I give multiple different ways to help you calm down because it's not a one size fits all. Like one of the strategies that's not in the book, one of the strategies that I use that um, seems to help a lot of people is you actually want to start chewing gum when you're, when you're feeling really anxious. And the reason behind it is when you are feeling anxious, you're going into fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. And your body starts to shut down certain aspects because you're in danger. And one of those things that shuts down is your digestive system because you don't need that when you're in danger. You don't need to like have a digestive system. So your digestive system slows down. And by putting gum in your mouth or putting saliva back in your mouth, because that's really what you're doing, you're trying to reactivate your parasympathetic nervous system and bring you calmness, right? And some people will say, oh my God, that makes so much sense to me. That's why I chew gum. It helps me so much. I didn't realize 
what I was doing. And some people will say, I've tried that. That does not work for me at all. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, then you know that that strategy doesn't work for you, but maybe you try, you know, the breathing exercise that I talk about in the book and maybe that one works for you. So if for your son, journaling sounds like a chore and it's not something he wants to do, fantastic. Let's find something that can help calm you down that doesn't feel like a chore because to be honest, for me too, I'd be like, oh my God, I hate writing. What's the <laughs> That's going to give me anxiety itself, you know? That's how I feel it is for her. So I'm like, okay. Uh, my daughter, I see with sometimes she gets a little overwhelmed. She likes drawing. So I feel like she, I've already got that with her. She doesn't like to hear no noise. She'll draw and I see that calms her down. Um, but with him and just, you know, trying to figure it out, what is it? It could be music. I mean, he's a teenage boy and having like a playlist ready for him. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually one of the strategies. I have a book coming out next month, uh -huh. uh, more on like what to do when we're feeling sad. So yeah, different yeah. strategies, but it's the same strategy that could work. The idea is you want to bring yourself back to that present moment. And so when you're feeling anxious, I like to say when you're feeling depressed, you're living in the past, right? You're thinking about what has happened to you in the past. When you're feeling anxious, you're thinking about what's happening to you in the, or what could happen to you, excuse right, me, in right. the future, right? Like, oh my God, well, this could happen. And I got this and I got this. And like, and then you start to get nervous. And where we want to live ourselves is we want to live ourselves into the present moment right here, right now. And so putting some music on maybe for a teenage boy might be a great strategy because that's going to bring them back to the present moment. That's going to take oh, their mind off of the future of school and overwhelm and all of those things and bringing them back to, you know, just an idea. See if music works for him versus Definitely. I'm trying the gum and the music. <laughs> so it's just about finding just like we can't say like, oh, one size fits all with like signs of anxiety. One size can't fit all fits all with, you know, tactics to help calm you down. But as long as you've got like two or three that are handy that you know that you can use when you are feeling anxious, that's going to help significantly. How do you explain anxiety to someone? Because, you know, a 15 year old, a, a nine year old, they all perceive it differently. They say like your daughter, you know, five, five, six years old. How does how do you explain that to a child for better? Totally. And I talk about it in the book, actually. It's, it's the same example. But basically, the idea is it's, it's our body's way of protecting us, right? Like, it, it, it's at, anxiety is actually a good thing. It is our body's way of saying, oh my gosh, danger, danger, danger. Watch out, watch out, right? Mm -hmm. But what happens when we're over anxious, it's like a fire alarm that keeps malfunctioning. And it keeps going off even when there's not a fire. And so that's really how I explain it to kids is it's like, okay, there's this fire alarm that just keeps going off, but there's really no danger. So we've got to find some strategies. I'm very into cognitive behavioral therapy, which is, you know, one of the most common modalities to help with anxiety that therapists use. But what do we know to be true, right? We know that right now we are safe, right? Like, and when I go out, I've been outside thousands of times, but I've only been stung by a bee one time. So what do you think are the chances that I'm going to go out? I've been outside 3,000, 4,000 times that I'm going to get stung by a bee. If I, you know, I use this with kids a lot. If I told you I was going to give you a million dollars, if you were going to go outside and you guess properly, if you're going to get stung by a bee or not stung by a bee, what would you guess? 
And they're like, well, not stung by a bee. And I was like, okay, that's what we need to focus on. Those are the true statements, right? The true statement is I am safe when I go outside because I've been outside 5,000 times and I've only been stung by a bee one time, you know, or whatever the example is, right? So it's our body's way of protecting us, but sometimes it's working overtime and we need to find ways to shut it off talking to children about anxiety before they even have an anxiety, you know, those feelings or just kind of once it comes up. I mean, I see both sides of it, right? I mean, listen, I think we all feel anxious at times. It's a normal feeling that we all have, right? Like it's our body's way of warning us that there's danger. If you see, you know, if you're starting to see signs of like increased anxiousness in your kid, it's definitely a great time to have that discussion because sometimes they're not able to verbalize what's going on. But if you can explain it to them, they might say, wow, that's kind of how I feel. I didn't realize it. Like there are so many adults that I speak to that say, I didn't realize I had anxiety. I wish my parents would have known that what I was feeling all these years was anxiety. And then I would have gotten the strategies and the tools to help deal with it when I was younger. Yeah, I I do. I do believe that. I believe that, you know, especially teenagers, you know, children, I believe they need to start learning how to cope with it and have talking about it. So it's one thing with my, my, my son, because I feel once he does learn this, Hey, you know, college adulthood, it doesn't get easier. (laughs) And the problems get bigger. Let's be honest, you know, like they're, they're bigger. And so I think it's an important conversation to teach kids in terms of these are the feelings that we always have. These are normal feelings, anger, nervousness, you know, butterflies in your stomach, however you want to describe it. But we don't want to have these feelings all the time. Right. And so it's like, you know, it's okay to feel anger. That's not what gets us into trouble. What gets us into trouble is how we deal with our anger when we are angry. Feeling anxious is okay. It's a normal emotion that we all have. But what's not okay is when we deal with our anxiety by avoidance or by acting out. And so we've got to learn other strategies. And it's really important to label it too for kids, you know, to call it anxiety. Where can we find your current book? Hear about your other book coming up. Um, so I, it is on Amazon and I okay. can give you a link so you can get it on Amazon. It actually, I, I created a journal to go with it as well. Okay. So that, cause I think journaling, although your son doesn't like it, <laughs> it's not for everybody. It is a great tool. And so it's really, you know, it's important for them to see their successes, to see that they are building up the muscle, so to speak, to help them deal with their anxiety. Um, and I can send you the link. They can get it on Amazon. And the second book should be out. My deadline, my daughter has finished it. I've got, I always like to run it by some other therapist friends just to kind of get their opinion and make sure I'm not missing something or, you know, there's any type of oversight whatsoever. And so that is, it's done. It's getting looked at by (laughs) professionals. And your your kids are also doing the illustrations on that? Yep. She is done with the illustrations. And so my goal is to have it out by March 15th. Okay. And where can we find you on social media? You can find me on any social media platform. Um, you can find me at, um, you know, on Facebook, it's just Julie Binder Reynolds. On TikTok, it's bellybrain.org. And I'm actually working on a website as well called bellybrain.org that talks a lot about gut health and mm-hmm. mental health as well. 
Um, there's a lot of research out there that talks about healing your gut and your, your stomach actually produces more serotonin than your brain does, which is your happy hormone. And so I'm a big fan of gut health. And so I'm working on a website um, called bellybrain.org to help women and children and um, moms feel better from the inside out. From the inside out started. <laughs> well, Julie, it was great talking to you. So much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mom, Wife, and Boss Life podcast. You can continue the conversation online by searching Mom, Wife, and Boss Life on social media or visiting our website at momwifeandbosslife.com. Thank you.